You were living your life, climbing the ladder and carving out a career for yourself. You had big plans and big ideas. And then you had a baby and everything changed. Just like that. All of it came to a screeching halt. Maybe you kept working or maybe you stayed home. Either way, your world suddenly became very small. And though you were never alone, you were always lonely. You silently asked yourself, where did I go? Who is that tired looking woman staring back at me in the mirror? Until you remembered something very important. You aren't just a mother. You are a mother plus artist, a mother plus entrepreneur, a mother plus musician, a mother plus yogi. You can have an identity outside of motherhood. My name is Stacy Hudson. I'm a mother to two under four, plus writer, certified health coach, aspiring entrepreneur, and athlete. My name is Stephanie Springer. I'm a mother to 10 and 15-year-old girls, plus writer, music therapist, producer, singer, and teacher. Here, we will interview mom bosses, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, and passionate hobbyists and talk about how to find the thing that lights you up again. You're in there. We know it. You just have to find her again. Welcome to the Mother Plus Podcast. All right, Kalindi, welcome to the Mother Plus Podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. You are my perfect first recorded interview. Kalindi just took me through a breathing exercise to calm me down, and I feel so much better already. So, Kalindi, thanks for being on with me. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's absolutely my pleasure. All right, Kalindi, let's get right into it. You are a mother plus hypnotherapist, but I feel like that title alone needs a lot more explanation. So can you tell our listeners about what you do? What a question. I help female entrepreneurs to overcome trauma that is holding them back in their business. And when we think of the word trauma, you know, we think of really severe things, but trauma can be so much more than just what we have this atypical idea of what what it is. It could be the simplest things and subconscious beliefs that we form, especially when we're young children, tend to run our behaviors and they tend to run our behaviors into adulthood unless you get in there and you... um, essentially rewire them mm-hmm. neurologically. Mm-hmm. And that's what I help women to do. I use hypnosis, I use NLP, I use metacognitive behavioral therapy, parts therapy, inner child work. These are all tools that I use to help women overcome any kind of trauma that they've experienced mm-hmm. and really be able to move forward when they create their business, wherever they are, whether starting, whether they're already in it. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose women who are creating businesses? Because that's the person who I can most relate to and who can most relate to me, for sure. Let's talk about hypnotherapy for a second. I think that there are going to be a lot of people out there who don't believe in it at all or who are very skeptical of it. So I would love to hear about how you came to find hypnotherapy and um, why you believe in it. Um, I became really interested in hypnotherapy a long time ago, probably about 20 years ago. And I was dealing with some fears, particularly the fear of being alone. Whenever my husband would go away on business trips, this was before I was full-time mom. This is when I was stepmom in the role of stepmom. 
And when he would go away on business trips, I would kind of, I would like get this anxiety. So I, I'm, I was in sales at the time and one of the women who I was selling to, she was a hypnotherapist and she gave me her card. So I saw her and I became completely fascinated with it because it was probably one of the most powerful experiences of my life. That first time on the table, I was like laughing and crying. I mean, like, it was amazing. Just the sensation of being in a deep state of trance felt incredible to me. So I became really interested and I started doing some independent studying on my own. I studied the Ericksonian method. I studied the Krasner method. I love hypnosis. I've been fascinated by it for the longest time. And then the woman who I do want to help that now though is, is the female entrepreneur, especially the moms, because the moms are the ones who we need, we need support big time. Yes. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, I've seen hypnosis work with so many different things and so many people can, you know, they'll have these misconceptions about it. Like, oh, you know, I saw this stage show and they're going to turn me into a chicken and things like this. But as I was saying in the beginning, the power of the subconscious mind is so incredible. It's so immense. It always wins. The best example for this, the best metaphor is if you've ever gone to the top of like a really, really, really high building all the way to the top and you're able to kind of like press your head on the glass and look mm -hmm. down, mm -hmm. you know, your conscious mind knows there's glass there. There's no way I'm going to fall and die. But you, you put your head there and you look down and you go, <gasps> like you get that rush, that emotion, right. that's your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind wins every time. Every habit of action is run by a habit of thought. And like over 90% of them are subconscious. And as I said, most of them are formed in childhood. And here's the thing is that we can use our subconscious mind as our BFFs. Like it doesn't have to be the, ah, I'm going to die. Like we can literally get in there and form. I mean, it's been scientifically proven with brain scans. We can completely create new neuropathways, neuroplasticity. Right. And in that way, our behavior completely changes where another great example is a smoker. That's why hypnosis works so well with smokers because they're smoking and they're like, I know this is bad for me. I know this isn't good for me, but I just can't stop doing it. Like, why can't I stop? It's because it's something subconscious. So when you can get into the subconscious mind and make those changes, it really is change can happen like that. Mm -hmm. It can happen right now because mm -hmm. the subconscious mind always lives in the present moment. That's so fascinating, Glindy. I love it. I love the way you talk about it. You get so excited. All right. Can we back up for a second and talk about the mother part of the Mother Plus podcast? Can you tell us a little bit about your family? Okay. Well, I have, I have a stepson mm -hmm. and he is now in college. Like he's 20. Ooh. So he's like, he's gone. <laughs> right. We still love him though. We still see him from time to time, but he has his That's own, good. obviously. Uh, and then I also have my 11 year old daughter. Okay. And I homeschool her as well. Okay. So when you spoke earlier about hypnotherapy and all of the certifications you have, it sounds like something that has taken you a long time to hone um, and specialize in. Can we talk about how you were able to be a mother, homeschool your daughter, and fit in being certified as a hypnotherapist? 
My best advice is for any mom, especially mom with young kids, because mm -hmm. that's when it's the most tricky and, and you have to be the most flexible, is to make yourself a priority. My whole training that I did with the, with the RTT, <laughs> I fit it in anywhere that I possibly could. Like if I was loading the dishwasher, I had my earbuds in and I was listening to a class. Mm -hmm. I would fit it in every, like I would just, if something is a priority to you, you will make time for it to happen. Mm -hmm. That's really the thing. And then also, um, if you are an entrepreneur, you do have that flexibility. You do have the flexibility to work around your husband's schedule or like if like my husband works a corporate job. Mm -hmm. So when I do my sessions, I do them in the evening. Mm -hmm. um, and my daughter is 11 now, so it's much right. easier for me. Right, <laughs> they a little different. Um, but kids do have nap times and they do have bedtime. So um, like I said, if something is really a priority to you, you'll find a way to make it happen and make yourself a priority. Like you matter as a mother, you mm -hmm. absolutely matter. This is something I see across the board is like, well, we can get into this more. I think you have other questions that will tie into this more. Well, no, I like where you're going with this because so let's go back to the conscious and subconscious mind consciously, uh, logically, I know that it's important to make time for me. I know that I'm a happier person when I do, but I feel extreme guilt when my daughters are in the room and I'm choosing to listen to a podcast over listening to them singing their made up songs or, you know, coming to them to look at their drawings you know, I, I get the, the nap time and the bedtime. I'll use that all day, but it, when they're not home, I will totally immerse myself in that stuff. I'm always on podcasts and audiobooks or on my computer learning, but when they're there, I have this guilt about not being fully present with them. So I feel like that's a fine line. And I, I always struggle with that. And I know your daughter is older, but do you ever feel like, you know, if she's here and you're there and you're absolutely. not fully with her. Yeah. I absolutely feel that way. Especially yeah. because we are together most of the time because we homeschool. Yeah. Um, I would like to answer your question with a rhetoric question. <laughs> Why is it that dads don't face this <laughs> so very much? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well. <laughs> Why is it that I don't see so many like dads on podcasting like, you know, I just couldn't look at my daughter's picture today. And like, it's, it's my heartstrings are being pulled on. And oh my God, like, what kind of father am I? You know, like, I feel like it's this paradigm that's shifting in our society. And I see this across the board, like through so many different cultures. The culture that I look to right now that I'm looking at and I'm going, at last, is Sweden. Here's a country where women are 50% of the government. So obviously when a woman gives birth, she's gonna have a year paid maternity leave. Mm -hmm. And the father also has nine months paid paternity leave. Mm -hmm. And it's frowned upon if he doesn't use that time. Mm -hmm. So when I look at a culture, I'm like, here's a culture that is setting up the mother to be fully supported by the father, fully supported financially. And the dads are being put in a position socially where it's very much encouraged and frowned upon if they are not raising their child alongside the mother. Mm -hmm. 
And that's my opinion. I still feel like it hasn't shifted to more of a unilateral mentality when it takes to caring and parenting for our children. Mm-hmm. Like at least that's what I've seen. Even in the households where the moms work full time, I still see the mom pulling more weight. Yes. Yeah. To me, it's always about shifting these paradigms through love instead of like pointing the finger and being like, you don't. Right. You don't take care of the kids as much as me because you're just going to be met with more of that from your mm-hmm. husband. And we all love our husbands. I right. mean, well, we hope. Most of the time. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's about it's about that right there. To me, right. that's my own personal point of view. So, I'm getting from you that it's a mindset shift. Men are able to conduct their lives, have children, and not feel guilty about continuing to do the things that they love while women have this immense guilt when they try to take a little something for themselves, you know, when they are responsible to these little humans. Exactly. And I feel like we pick up on that unconsciously because that's what we are surrounded by. Like my stepmother, she was a businesswoman. I mean, Mm -hmm. she was the one pulling the weight when it Mm -hmm. came to her business. And I remember her getting a lot of judgment for that. So again, it's like, it's shifting, you know, like, I don't think anyone would ever judge a dad for doing well financially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's what I see. And we have the power to shift that now, like you doing what you're doing right now, doing this podcast, you're showing your kids, mom is worthy of, you know, working and not only working, like we should also show that, I mean, well, I'll take the should away. We could also show our kids that you know, mom is entitled to doing things just because whether it's like hanging on the couch, watching Netflix, because mom needs to or anything else that we may have a need to do. Right. Spend so much time serving others. We deserve to. Yeah. I need that. I hope our listeners need to hear that too. I'm sure they do. (laughs) All right. So uh, your clients and we were talking, let's continue the mom conversation, but apply it to your clients. What is a common roadblock you hear from your, from, from moms specifically in creating their businesses? Number one is time. Mm. We already kind of covered that a little bit, right? It's always time. The second one, the biggest one is what you just said, the guilt. What is it about motherhood that makes us forget our identities? That's I would call like, I would take it beyond billion to the trillion dollar question. (laughs) I think again, it's that belief that mothers, as soon as they have kids should put everyone first, everyone else first. And I just actually read a social media post today, right before this podcast, where a mother, one of my friends, she is a school teacher and she's back in regular school now in person. And she said, she started during COVID. So she had to start with virtual and now she's in real life school. Mm-hmm. And she was going on and on and on and on about like, oh my gosh, I'm loving the connection that I have with the, my students now. But I'm seeing like my relationships are suffering and like my time with my kids and my, t- my time with my spouse, and my time with mm-hmm. my mom and my time with my friends. And how do I create this balance? And like, I'm feeling so incredibly guilty. And like, what do I do here? Again, I feel like it all goes back to 
moms should put everyone else first. Like that, that is a belief I see so rampant in our society. Like we lose our identities because we're putting everyone else first. We mm -hmm. need to take that ox oxygen mask and we need to put that on us because we can't give to anyone mm -hmm. if we aren't filled up. Mm -hmm. And that's where I see a lot of um, resentment come in. Like that's the flip side of the right. guilt. Right. Like, I feel guilty, but no, I'm really resentful because where's the time for me? Like, right. don't I also deserve to you know, be fulfilled deeply. Of course you do. Right. And our kids also deserve to see us deeply fulfilled because they're constantly calibrating. That's a hypnosis term. They're constantly picking up on our energy unconsciously, mm -hmm. subconsciously, especially as moms, they're always with us. They're always paying attention to us mm -hmm. unconsciously. Like they're going to model our behavior always. Mm -hmm. We always hear that one statement, um, your kids will do as you do, not as you say. Right. <laughs> so. Right. I think we're all aware that we should take care of ourselves more. But for me, my oldest is four now. I feel like you have to come to that acknowledgement, that awareness yourself before somebody can tell it to you. You know, it's like, it just happened for me. I would say in the last like few months, I finally realized I am not going to be the mom I want to be until I get back to myself again, you know? And so I, you know, I'd heard, I'd seen thousands of times throughout the four years I've been a mom that I need to take care of myself. And until you step into that and you, I don't know, aha epiphany moment of like, I, you did something for yourself and you come back to your kids feeling so excited to see them and excited to be with them and much more fully in the moment than you were than you have been for years because you gave to yourself a little bit, you know, it just, you can say it to people all day, but until they, until they accept it. it themselves and do it themselves, it, it doesn't matter. But. My daughter was eight, mm. eight years old mm. before I said, you know what, every single morning I'm taking an hour long walk alone. Right. Period. Like this is a non-negotiable. Right. Can you believe that it took me eight years? I can. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Like I could see that happening to me if I hadn't have. Yeah, it's sad, but it's true. Yeah, it's so sad. How old is your daughter again? Four? Uh, four. The oldest is four. Um, I was completely swept away in motherhood at that time. Mm -hmm. Motherhood was my identity. Yeah. I didn't and have anything else. And, and I don't know, I struggle with saying blanket statement. That's a bad thing. I think some people are very fulfilled by motherhood and, and I think some are not, <laughs> I think some really need something for themselves and some really enjoy that giving. I think everybody needs an aspect of something for themselves, but I think some can do it more than others. And I think I am the kind of person that really needed that. I really, really thrive on alone time and learning and growing myself. And I wasn't doing any of that. And so I was an unhappy mom. I was not fully in myself and therefore I was not giving to my kids the way I wanted to. You know, I did, I did love that aspect, did love that period in my life. Mm -hmm. But what you're describing with the mom guilt, I never allowed myself the things that I absolutely, that were absolutely essential and necessary for me to be whole as a person. 
Mm-hmm. Like at that time, it would be just taking a walk at, at for an hour a day. Like what mm-hmm. is an hour? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm sure we're all guilty of doing nonsense on our phone for an hour a day. Like, mm-hmm. but for me, that was like claiming that time for myself. Like that wasn't productive time. Now it's like, I have an appointment with me. I feel like moms will even be like, well, I can work and, and make money. And, and that means it's okay for me to go have time for myself. No, right. you deserve to have time for yourself, period. You deserve to have time for yourself because you do. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> it makes so much sense to me that mothers would benefit from hypnotherapy because we have so much internal struggle between what we know to be good for us and what we think and feel will be good for us, like the emotional part of it and the guilt. So that is why we had you here today. And that is also why Kalindi has so graciously offered to do a hypnotherapy session with us today so that you, our listeners, can experience it for yourself. Before we get into that, Kalindi, can you tell us where we can find you if we wanted to get in contact with you for private sessions? I have just literally last week opened a Facebook and Instagram business page. I know I could be much farther ahead. That's where I'm at right now. I fully love and accept myself for where I'm at. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and that Facebook and Instagram page is Kalindi Conway RTT. Okay. So K-A-L-I-N-D-I-C-O-N-A-W-A-Y-R-T-T. Okay. And that's for the Facebook and the Instagram had the same name. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, you know what I love about that though, quickly before we start is that you just did it. You know, I am such a overthinker and overpreparer and have to educate myself and take the courses and make the mission statements and the business plan and all that. And I've been doing that for years. And this podcast is the first time that I was like, F it. I'm just going to figure this out as I go along. And it's actually happening. Unlike all those other ideas. So I think the fact that you don't have, you know, an official website and you're just getting your Facebook group started, but you've been working for a year with clients and you're having a great time and they're having all this success, then that's really all that matters. Isn't it? You don't learn swimming by reading a book. You learn it by getting the water. There you go. There you go. All right, Kalindi, I'm going to have you take over and I am so excited for this. Um, And I just wanted to give a little disclaimer too, that I am not a licensed doctor, psychotherapist. This is not medical advice. Those who have epilepsy or um, psychosis should not enter a hypnotic state. If you are driving or operating heavy machinery, turn off this podcast right now, come back to it later. (laughs) (laughs) If you are an exhausted mother, and this is just for anyone, actually, the best place to do hypnosis is a place where you would feel safe falling asleep. So I'm going to even show you right now, your listeners won't be able to see this, but I'm just going to show you. It looks really funny when you see someone else doing it. Don't worry about how it looks. Doesn't matter how it looks, but this is how you do it. And I'm just going to describe it as I do it. So what you'll do is you're going to look up as high as you possibly can, just like you're looking into your own eyebrows. And I'm gonna take you through some breath work too, but I'm just showing you right now. You look up and as you close your eyes, this is really important. You wanna kind of play tug of war. You wanna keep your eyes all the way up. And at the same time, you wanna close your slowly, as slow as you can, close your eyelids down until finally, They'll close all the way down. And I'm not sure if you can see, but my eyes are fluttering. 
Okay, so just look up as high as you possibly can, as if you're looking into your own eyebrows and keeping your eyes glued to a real or imagined spot overhead. Breathe in and breathe out. And take another deep breath in and out. And one final time, take a deep breath in. And this time as you exhale very slowly, close your eyelids right down, all the way down. And as your eyelids shut down, the muscles and nerves in and around your eyes are becoming heavy, droopy, drowsy. And right now your eyelids are beginning to feel glued shut, sealed shut, locked tight. And of course you could, but to bother to try to open your eyes is just incredibly tedious. And they feel glued shut, sealed shut, locked together, fused together, and you just forget all about your eyes and allow a wonderful drifting, floating sensation to develop in your body. And right now with every heartbeat and every breath you take, that wonderful drifting, floating sensation is flowing all through your body. And just drop your chin just a fraction so you really get that same looking down feeling that you might get as you look over a balcony or down a flight of stairs and you're looking down 10 steps. And as I count backwards, you'll see your feet, hear your feet, even feel your feet taking each step as you move down, drift down, travel down. to so an even deeper level right now, you're taking step 10. As each muscle, every nerve turns loose, lets loose, and you go deeper. You're taking step nine and you can see your feet, hear your feet, even feel your feet. Taking each step as you move down, drift down, travel down. To an even deeper level, you're taking step eight. As every sound, noise, and movement around you carries you even deeper still, you're taking step seven, going deeper. With every number I count, you're taking step six, going deeper and further into your own internal state, you're taking step five and you're halfway down into deep healing empowering hypnosis, you're taking step four, 
Going deeper with every heartbeat, you're taking step three. Going deeper with every breath you take, you're taking step two. Going deeper and deeper and even deeper still, you're taking step one. Just go deeper, drift deeper, sink deeper, you're going deeper and deeper and even deeper still. And as you go deeper into an absolutely relaxed state of awareness of yourself, you come to a door and you can see this door so clearly. And as you reach out and open that door, and as you cross through that door, there's a state even deeper still. And it's flowing all through you right now. And now that you've accessed this wonderful state of deep awareness of yourself, you can prove to yourself just how powerful, how innately powerful that brilliant subconscious mind of yours truly is. So right now, just imagine a tingling sensation in the tips of your fingers. And as you imagine this tingling sensation in the tips of your fingers, it increases all by itself. And you simply observe that happening. And the more you notice it, the more it increases. And the more it increases, the more you notice it. And you simply observe this happening. And this tingling sensation, it's beginning to spread. And spreading down through your hands, all the way across the palms of your hands. And as it spreads, it increases all by itself. And you're simply the witness. You simply observe this happening. And Stacy, give me a little nod when you really feel that tingling in your hands. So you've just proven to yourself the power, the innate, incredible power of your subconscious mind. You think a thought and you create a physical reaction and an emotional response. And when you wish to, a deeply healing response and that's exactly what we're doing right now today in this mini session, creating a beautiful healing response. So I'm going to begin describing a memory, a scene, a time, a place. And whether the scene, time, event, place comes to you immediately or slowly, it doesn't really matter. It'll come exactly when it needs to. 
because your subconscious mind, it's exactly like Google. It's recorded every time, every moment of your entire life is recorded in your subconscious mind. And now that you're in this deeply relaxed state, it's so easy to access those files. So right now, a time, space, moment, a memory will come to you. And in this memory, you were able to give a gift to, to a person and you were able to give this gift easily, effortlessly, with pure love, pure happiness, pure joy. It was so easy for you to give this gift to another. And this gift that you gave to this person, it was exactly what they wanted and it was exactly when they wanted it. And as you access this memory, this joyful giving and receiving, the ability to give with so much joy, so much love, so much happiness, easily, effortlessly, and then to receive the same feelings from the person that you gave to, their feelings of joy, happiness, love, excitement, pure pleasure, And you're accessing all of those feelings right now. And whether you see the expression on that person's face, you hear their words of joy, or you simply feel these amazing feelings of the ability to give so easily with pure love, you begin to realize that when you receive, another is able to share in that same amazing feeling that you felt when you gave your gift to the person who loved the gift, felt pure pleasure. And you realize that giving and receiving, they're like breathing. You give a breath, you take a breath and there must be balance there. And you also realize that when you receive with love, you are actually in fact giving a gift to another. You are giving them the gift of all of those joyful feelings of love and pleasure that they receive in rejoicing in the happiness that you have by receiving. And you realize how deeply connected this cycle is. And the more that you give with love, the more you're able to receive. And the more you're able to receive, the more you're able to give. And every day from this moment forward, you allow yourself to become more and more open to receiving. Because you understand that when you receive, you also give an immense gift to another person. 
the gift of joy, pleasure, happiness, and love that they feel when they are able to give to you. So on the count of one and two, you're becoming more aware of your body. On the count of three and four, coming back, 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 back to your present conscious state. And on the count of five, come back, you can open up your eyes, fill up your lungs, and take a long, deep breath and feel fully refreshed and wide awake. <laughs> oh, wow. I... <laughs> How was that? <laughs> Good. I wish you, I know the podcast listeners aren't going to be able to see, see this. <laughs> I just, I just laid back for that whole, that whole session. Ooh, okay. <laughs> So yeah, let's let's have a little conversation because when you come out of a trance state, it's good to come fully back to your conscious awareness because uh -huh. you're wide open. That's why I always tell my clients that you should never ever look at anything that would upset you right when you wake up in the morning. Like never wake up and look mm -hmm. at the news. Never wake mm -hmm. up and like because you are wide open. If you're right. gonna wake up and do something when you're in alpha. Put on that meditation app. Like if you feel like you have to reach for your phone, use the tool, but just use it, like you said, for good. <laughs> right. So right now, like let's chat for just a couple minutes till you feel okay. fully awake. Okay. How was that? It was good. I I immediately knew what it was, you know, when the gift, you know. It's strange because I'm a big gift giver. So I would say there's a lot of gifts I've given throughout the years. And I knew what it was when you said it and how easy it was to visualize all of that. Yeah. So you saw it then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people yeah. see it. Some people hear it. Some people feel it. I'm more a visual than a feeler. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I really realized with mothers though, is that they don't realize we're so good at giving. And I see so many mothers who have trouble with receiving. Mm-hmm. And what I equate that to and what I, my own personal story with that is, is that my mom had financial trouble and my parents had financial trouble in my early childhood. Mm. So whenever I would ask for something, it was like, no. And I could tell that I was harming, I was hurting my mom when I would ask her because she couldn't do what she wanted to do for me, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of people have experienced that in their life, like at least once, if not on repeat, like I did. Mm -hmm. So when we break that thought pattern of like to receive means I'm hurting someone and we connect it to pleasure and love. Right. That's when it makes, that's when we're open to receiving because there's so much, so much abundance on this planet. Like right. there's more than enough for everyone always. Mm -hmm. If we're if we're able to receive it, allow it, accept it into our lives. So right. Little quick mini. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You're good at what you do. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, well, this is a pleasure. 
seriously, this was so nice. You were wonderful and so easy to talk to and very sweet. And I hope that everybody listening does go check you out on your brand new Facebook page and, uh, and finds you because I know I'd like to work with you after this. So awesome. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. This Thank was you, Kalindi. Thank you. This was wonderful. All right. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. I know you're all busy moms with better things to do, but if you can find it in your heart to rate and subscribe to the podcast, it would mean everything to us. Stephanie and I are bringing new episodes to you every Monday, and we can't wait to see you back here again. Until then, you can visit us on Instagram at mother underscore plus underscore podcast or motherplusser.com where you can submit your ideas for this show, read our gritty yet heartfelt motherhood stories, and find out more about the guests we have on this show. Peace out, Mother Plusers. We'll see you next time.